welcome to Convos on the Couch by Life Stands Health. I'm Nikki Lanza. I'm so delighted today to talk to Kara Gramley from our Avon, Ohio office. How to argue fairly. So welcome, Kara. It's great to see you here today. Thank you. You're going to share with us some amazing points and tips on how to argue fairly because that could be so tough when, you know, even when we're talking about our relationships with our significant others, our partners, or even with our children or friends, you know, just loved ones. Having these arguments can be really tough to navigate because our, our feelings might take over. So I know you're sure with us some amazing tips on how to navigate that. So welcome again. I hope again. so. Thank you. Can we start by uh, having you tell us a little bit about ourselves or about yourself? <laughs> As, uh, so I've been a therapist for the past five years in outpatient mental health. And I enjoy working with adults, couples, families uh, going through life transitions. Uh, there, there was even a period of time that I worked with families in juvenile court. Uh, uh, so it's just been very cool to, over the past few years, to really get to know family dynamics all, all the way, uh, so systemically. Yeah. To, you know, if, if you're, if anyone knows how to help navigate difficult conversations or, you know, some of those tense conversations with families, it definitely sounds like that would be you, for sure. So oh, great. Which is probably a good lead-in to just ask you, are there certain things that people do when they're arguing? Are there common themes that when people are having that heated discussion that they'll do? That's a great question. I think, I mean, we can think about times that we've argued and uh, like we just had the holidays, right? And so happy new year. And I'm sure That's we all had some encounterings with our families to say, how do I have a, like a healthy conversation with people? Uh, how do I not get in an argument with my uncle? It's kind of uh, like, it, it turns into almost like a, even like a dance too. I, uh, I think about it that way. Uh, mm -hmm. we, uh, we, you can think of these things like we end up when we're feeling so passionate about what we're speaking about, we tend to try if we hop on the attack maybe we end up criticizing maybe we end up judging or blaming right 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 and how frustrating that can be as you're trying to lob it back over the net to communicate inside right and yes. the back and forth i i agree i think about the defense of uh, the other side of that like yeah when you lob it back over it, it's almost like sometimes it, maybe you push away or you go silent or you shut down mm -hmm. uh, i even think about maybe even like in, invalidating our partners or or other people saying like i don't know why you're so upset or like i already said that i was sorry what else do you want from, you me? Want from me right right no i agree you know and so with that comes a lot of the the anger, the frustration, and then that, I think that just muddles the, the argument even more. Yeah. And so when we come from that place of just being heated by our emotions, sometimes we're not thinking rationally. We know when emotion takes over, we're not thinking so clearly. And so you know, what are others exactly? I know that for myself, for sure. So why do you think this happens? Why do you think we do get so heated in arguments with, with people? Honestly, if we're looking past what's on our exterior, sometimes we come off and we look really uh, like if this is a sports game or, or something like that, like you're volleying, it looks pretty aggressive. But honestly, I think underneath, it's like we want to feel safe. You got we want to yeah, we want to avoid getting hurt and rejected. And uh, sometimes I think we just end up getting so anxious. Uh, I, I think that's uh, yeah. Maybe I, when we feel I, so anxious, we like really want to make sure that it's okay that things are all right right i think you hit the key there of of like us feeling hurt and so we want to feel emotionally safe with the person we're arguing with that especially if it's that dance of like 
back and forth or, or feeling like you're attacked and then your defenses are up. So I can see where that would definitely play into where we're coming from, why we do what we do during our arguments. That's actually yeah. a point. I think it can get even more complicated when we don't really have a good sense of who we are uh, or maybe like a good sense of yourself where if you say something negatively about me, Nikki, then I'm going to, and that matters to me because I'm so focused on making sure that you're happy and that you like me, then I am not going to feel good if we're disagreeing. So you bring up the point and what I'm thinking about is if, if someone's a people pleaser and they're thinking someone's displeased with them or they're not making them happy, how that might complicate the, the argument because you're maybe coming from the point of view of like, okay, I don't like the fact that you're not liking me right now. And so I might be tackling this argument in a different way. Yeah, I so think so. Yeah, you know, I think that definitely can have an effect on it. You know, and the more insecure we are within ourselves, or even the point we're trying to make, I, I think when it, the back and forth of an argument, if we're not even clear what we're coming at them about can be an issue too. So I, I'm sure we'll talk more about that as we go. So. Let's yeah. actually jump in. Do you have specific tips? So what were what would be some specific tips you can give us to navigate good uh, fair arguments? I think to, I think the first thing that we want to do is try to get out of the you're wrong and I'm right mentality, that battle of right and wrong. And I think if you can start with that mindset that you're it's not you against the person that you're arguing with. It's actually you together against the problem. Uh, I love that. That's really good. You know, I think we forget that when we're, we're having an argument or when things are heated, it feels like I'm right, you're wrong. Oh, I want you to be wrong and I'm right, but it's really we're trying to kind of come together to solve this problem. We're having. Yeah, and I think part of, I guess before I go into more about what we can do, I was thinking too that- The argument that, you know, I think that's maybe a, misleading if you're going in that way it should be about you know being okay if there's a agreeing to disagree and coming to a compromise perhaps yeah from, right i think about that we're having a mindset that it's not you versus me but actually that you and i can understand each other mm -hmm. as like a team yeah yeah no i agree that's that's a great point for sure so, so that's step one, it sounds like, you know, going in with, with kind of these disagreements with we're a team navigating this. What are some other tips? I think one good way that you can approach a, like a healthy, arguing fairly uh, approach is more or less expressing what you need. So a, a lot of times we don't express ourselves uh, we say things like, you never listen to me. And when we get caught in saying you, uh, our, our you statements, instead of like the I statements, I think that creates uh, like a negative cycle pretty easily. Good point. I, I think mentioning the whole using your I statements here, as opposed to the you do this, you do that, because you're putting the other person on the defensive and that right there is not going to go you know, that, that outlook for the, the argument's not gonna go well because the person's on the defensive and you're then on the offensive, right? You, you, Yeah, I started to think like, if I could say that differently in like an I statement way, yeah. instead of you never listen to me, maybe it's something like, I need to know that you can hear me 
and I need to know that what I say matters to you. Mm, that's important. And that's way different than you never listen. Right. Oh, that's it's focusing on what you need. Like I need you to be able to listen. Right. No, my gosh, that's an excellent point. So on the other end, if you're phrasing it like that, I, I need you to, I need to make sure you're able to hear this coming from me. How can the other person receiving that, what would be a great response to that? I think something like, I can see how distressed you are. I can see how, wow, you seem really anxious about that. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't mean to hurt you or come off like I was ignoring you, but I do have this other thing on my brain, but I really do want to hear you. Yeah. And going back to the, the validating of it, like I, I validate the emotion that I see you, you having here and I'm not coming to hurt you. You know, I, I, again, I think you're emphasizing how it's a team effort here. You know, using mm -hmm. my statements, validating. I, I think with that too is when people get heated, I think they want to start calling each other names and like starting to get really, you know, degrading and stuff like that. Any tips yeah. on how to avoid that? Yeah, I, gosh, I even want to mention like a personal example and even something like, um, so my husband didn't cook a meal last week and he usually does. And he said something like, uh, it was really weird. I didn't even think about cooking this week. And I said, that's not weird. Why is that weird? Uh, and so that, that is such, such an easy, it's, it's a very low, uh, low conflict there, but there is some to say, uh, it's almost like denying what he was actually experiencing for him. That was actually very strange. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, to, to me, to reroute that, I said, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That must be very strange for you. Mm -hmm. I, again, being able to step outside yourself and, and see it from your partner or whoever you're communicating with their point of view and, and meeting them there, right? Yeah. So you, you, again, in that example, great example, you validated his experience, but at the same time, you're like, well, you know, kind of like kind of being gentle with him with it. Like yeah. him and you're like, no, it's okay. It happens kind of a, of a thing. So, yeah, yeah, this is really good. I'm thinking about just like how expressing your need is one part of, of being able to argue fairly. And so much comes along with that. Like when you express yourself, I even think about like um, the, the soft ways that you start a conversation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or being able to just give eye contact, I think is just so important too. There's a so lot of nonverbals going on. Yeah, and so let's speak to that a bit, for sure. You know, I, I want to put a bookmark to this as a soft way to start a conversation, which we'll come back to that. But let's talk about how do we let the other person know we are listening? What are some of those, you know, little things we do that we know the other person is listening or that we're listening to them? I would say, yeah, eye contact is one to not just leaving it at, uh, I understand. Sometimes we just like to have this person express to us what they mean, and then we just leave it at, okay. But when we leave it there, even though we get it, we don't actually communicate to them that they are understood by us. So not, not just stopping there, like I understand, just taking that extra stuff. I think I hear what you're saying. You're saying that you're frustrated when I leave my socks all over the bedroom floor or something like that. Like yeah. your stuff to really state and rephrase, you know, what they're saying to you that's frustrating or making them angry or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's good. And like telling them maybe what you're seeing. So, uh, Hey, you're really mad that, Oh, was that the socks being, yeah, right. Not, being out. Off the top of my head. Right? 
<laughs> I can, it sounds like you're really frustrated that you're leaving the, uh, that I've left those out several times, even though you've already told me. <laughs> right, right, right. For sure, for sure. So, so these are some great tips you're giving us. Now, what are some things that get in the way of being able to do these, these great tips? Yeah, we're, we're, we want, we, we have this thought going on or this belief saying, uh, sometimes we, we feel attacked. So we have that need that is almost like a survival need to be able to defend ourselves and, and justify why we're making certain decisions. We're trying to catch them up to our, our logic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think so. Sometimes we get caught up in, in that immediate need to be able to get out of that wrongness because that wrongness is really uncomfortable. Sometimes we don't really know how to like, um, we don't know how to make space or maybe pause. Right, to give us, so like to step back and give ourselves some space with it. That yeah. To? Okay, let me jump back to the kind of a soft, you know, kind of going into a discussion argument in a soft, you know, way. Tell us more about that. I would say the way that you can fight in a way that gets somebody on, a ed on the edge is to say something like, this is the fourth time that I've told you to pick up the socks and you have been ignoring it, mm. right? When you hear the harshness in my yeah. tone, you hear that we're in a battle with each other and I, I'm sending you the message. You don't understand me and you're hurting me. Yeah. yeah. Where if you were able to change the tone, uh, maybe take a breath beforehand. <sighs> taking that space, taking a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. And be able to have more or less, uh, uh, even like a, Hey babe, I I've noticed that this has been happening lately. I know that I've brought it up a few times, but I'm just wondering what's going on here. I feel a little bit misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. That's really, really good. And that too is like the eye contact, your, your, your pace is slow. You're able to um, take a pause if you need it. Mm -hmm. You know, bringing it back to, again, what we referred to before, just even the body language of like, you know, taking a breath, taking, you know, just slowing yourself down, maintaining eye contact, nodding, you know, I, I think it's, Often our, I think we, our words might say one thing, but our, sometimes our bodies, our body language will betray us. We'll nod yes when we need no and, and vice versa. So it's really making sure we're congruent, you know? If I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I hear you and I'm facing away and looking somewhere else and, and, and just scrolling on my phone, you know, what message is that giving to my person? Or you, my you really are paying attention. Right, right, <laughs> right. So putting that phone down, keeping the eye contact, being able to, which makes me think of how many times arguments will happen over texts, right? <laughs> how much that sets people up for not the best conversations and arguments, for sure. Yeah, a lot of times we just read what we think that they're saying instead of what's actually happening. Yeah. Exactly. So I think sometimes moving it off of social media or texting and into being able, even if it's just a phone call, it's at least something in a better place, for sure. So yeah. are there any other tips in general you want to offer to help us communicate better with others? Sure, I think I think setting boundaries is another one mm -hmm. where if I need to be able to be a separate person than you. So if you're feeling very, very escalated and uh, it's it's not my responsibility necessarily to change that in you. There's nothing probably that I can say or do that's going to change that. But what I can do is be responsible for myself. 
-hmm. And that's going to help the situation overall. So if it's, it seems like um, your partner or the person that you're trying to communicate with isn't hearing you, um, sometimes it's, it's easier to say something like, I need to take a break. I'll come back, but I do need space and mm -hmm. I enjoy our time together. I think this is really important, but I need time to myself for my own well-being. Yeah. Or it's yeah. not like I you need to get away or you need to leave or uh yeah, you are getting on my last nerve, right? Right, right. <laughs> All the things that you know you're trying to say, like I need some space here, please go. But there's a there's a softer way to be able to communicate that, right? Of like, I just need some time here. Let's come back to this conversation in like another half hour, like, like let the dust settle. I think that's really important. And you mentioned the boundaries of, you know, it's important to know where we end and where the other person begins, you know? And that again, that could be with our significant others or, you know, communications with whoever, you know, our bosses, our children, you know, you name it. Um, but making, you know, there's a part of this where you set a boundary, but if the other person tramples on your boundaries and how frustrating that can be, that could be maybe a topic for another time of like how difficult that can be. But, you know, I think when you're having these conversations, just to stick to the topic, reset the boundary, even if the person might be disregarding it, just maintaining the boundaries in the mm -hmm. And if you wanted to set up that practically beforehand, but when you're not feeling heated, mm -hmm. then, uh, uh, is the phrase agreeing on when, where you get to set up what are your cues or what uh, what are what are things that you do where when you get to that point, you know that you're not going to be in a good spot to communicate. Uh, or what do I see the other person doing where I know once this person does this, that's my cue to take a leave uh, or a step out when I need it. Right. right. And then deciding what you want to do during that time. Is it is it journaling? Is it breathing is it some kind of grounding activity or going on a walk or reading yeah i think you bring up a good point of if you're going to take some space and step away do something productive with it and yeah. if you're stepping away and you're just doing and angry and you're just feeling it no, no, be productive with it that's where you're journaling and it's doing some breathing i think that's an excellent tip you bring in there Sure. Yeah, if we ruminate on those yeah. thoughts and what's getting us so amped up, then we can't actually get out of that cycle of escalation. I agree. And if anything, you're just feeding the cycle of the escalation for sure. So I thought of another idea of like just that, that soft approach to conversations or even, even you know, keep more heated discussions or a discussion you're maybe not looking forward to because you have to bring up something uncomfortable. It's something like it's an old term called a compliment sandwich. You know, you go in with something positive about the person, a compliment, kind of stick in the constructive criticism, or constructive feedback, we'll say, of like the I statements, but hey, it frustrates me when, that, that, that. And then ending on like, you know, I love you, you know, we're a team here and something else positive. So I think that's also a very helpful thing as well. So. Right. You have to outweigh the the criticism. Nobody likes to be put on the spot. Nobody right. likes to be told you're wrong or I need something different from you. It is like a, it's so hard to receive feedback, even if uh, and I think the compliment sandwich allows you to actually it allows that person to see that we're on the same team and I, I have such good intentions for our relationship. I agree. My gosh, Kara, thank you. These, this has been an amazing conversation. I know our listeners will definitely take a lot from this and hopefully they'll translate it forward as they're having their own maybe difficult conversations, but in a very productive way. Because I think when you can have 
good conversations, even if it, it might be seem like a disagreement, if you can work through those, that can actually bring you closer with the person you're having the conversation with, for sure. So. Yeah, I think empathy is like so much more of like a powerful tool and motivator for us than shame. And if we oh can God. start using that so much more, imagine how much more fruitful our relationships would be. Oh my gosh, I agree with you 100%. Coming from that place of empathy, for sure. So, all right. Well, thank you again. It was great having you on today. And again, it's we're all looking forward to a great new year for 2022. Yes, me too. Thank you, Nikki. Take care.